What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Disruption Podcast. This is episode 154. I'm Northern Bag Daddy. <laughs> Every time I hear it. It's T-Fall Asaji in the building, baby. It's your girl, Moezy. What's happening is the Prince was good. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share this episode around. Mm-hmm. Today we are actually joined by another guest. I told you we're coming with these back guests to back, back to back to back. back. <laughs> but we've got the one and only Lauren McDonough. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hello, hello. How, How you feeling? Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, how are you today? Such a beautiful weather. <laughs> I'm this good, guy. how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm you, good. You know what he's doing right now? He's actually using this time to actually catch up since he missed out on all the conversation yeah, we've already been having. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you guys had a, such a good conversation. <laughs> Basically, had a whole episode before. Oh, no way. Oh, boy. Well, I guess so we're going to have it another one. Oh, my goodness. No worries. Well, yeah. Now, how are you feeling? How you been? Mm. Yeah, good. I'm really good, thanks. Yeah. What's the past like freedom months look like for you? When I say freedom months, I mean how how long have we do we think we've been free now? Technically, <laughs> we'll be free for some time. How long is that? Um, pretty much this whole year. The year, yeah, pretty yeah. much. I would uh, say yes. Yeah, so yeah. January. So yeah. how's this nice time of like we're finally freedom getting out? out. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that been like for you? Oh, uh, it's um, it's been pretty scary. Like not bad scary, mm. just very um, I've kind of leaped into. Doing a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have done before all of this had uh, all of this had happened, but mm. it's also been like absolutely incredible, and I'm just so grateful. That's cool. To have, yeah, been doing all I've been doing yeah. pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Yeah. So, what kind of new stuff, I guess, have you jumped into that you haven't done before? Um, somehow got a modeling contract, Ooh, nice. so okay. I've been doing some modeling shoots. I've been doing a lot of podcasts. Yep. I've been doing a lot of um, writing for different companies mm. and sharing mm. my story all over the world. Mm. Um, I've been doing a lot of, well, well, I've always done this type of work, but um, really kind of delved into mental health advocacy. Mm. I've been getting heaps of jobs out of that. Mm. Um, just doing all of that kind of stuff and mm. even... Yeah, some TV gigs too somehow. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you've been active. Very busy, since yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So wow. h- how do you prepare when you're like, what things do you have to go through when you're doing something new? Because obviously like modeling and, and then our podcast, TV, yeah. what kind of mental state, like what do you have to go through to prepare yourself for those kind of things? Um, at the start, it just happened really unexpectedly. At a far out, I can't even. <laughs> Trust that, that. Don't worry. That word there's a problem. Unexpectedly <laughs> yeah. and spontaneously, it just completely happened out of the blue, and I didn't really have time to think about it. I was mm. like, "Oh, this is a great opportunity. I'll dive into this. I'll try this out." And then it just went pretty much like bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it can be like really nerve wracking, and it can be at times exhausting too. But like the mental state, I try to get myself in before I do these type of things is that I wouldn't 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 far out (laughs) 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 wouldn't have been able to do these things a few years Mm. ago Mm. and I think I just try to sit back and reflect on how far I've really come Mm. yeah Mm. interesting that's that that's amazing when you say how far you've come where's that from like in terms of what is that point that you think that you've come from in the past however many Mm. years it's been um, so I live with depression and post-traumatic stress disorder and five years ago, um, on the 9th of May, 2017, mm. I actually, um, jumped in front of a train, oh, um, trying to end my life in a suicide attempt and I, 
lost my legs because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I fractured my lower spine and I pretty much had to learn to walk again and do everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I say I try to sit back and reflect on how far I've come, mm-hmm. it's pretty much to do like with that because I never imagined I would have the life um, I have now mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a true testament to how hard I've really, really um, pushed myself and worked to try to get where I am today. Yeah, that is, I mean, firstly, thank you for like sharing yeah, yeah, even sure. as well. Um, I'm sure you've been doing it a lot as well mm-hmm. since then, but thank you for being able to share it on no, this platform yeah. too. Um, yeah, that is definitely a big, big like, growth period of time and um yeah. like that change or that transformation since then till now you said five years that's a long time but also so much time to like grow and develop and like make these new connections and things like that yeah. what's kind of like facilitated that journey or like helped you through that kind of journey from there so even after i've lost my legs um i've still ended up in hospital for my depression mm. and i've still had to receive mental um, yeah, or treatment for my mental health. Mm. Um, but I think the thing that really facilitated this journey and really kind of gave me the spark to want to do what I do now is I remember how much pain um, I was in mm-hmm. and I know how hard it is and I know how when you're in that headspace, um, it's extremely difficult mm. to see absolutely any hope, mm. any light or any way out of the pain um, that person may be in. So I think my story can be maybe a story of hope mm. for other people. Mm. But also um, after the way I have been treated within the mental health system and the way I've seen others being treated within our own mental health system too, it's really um, ignited the fire to try and change the way that um, mental health is viewed and treated in society as a whole. Yeah. It's pretty interesting, like, you say that though as well because, I mean, we were talking to someone just beforehand about how, like, you know, we're in a very, like, progressive and, like, free country, but yet there's still so many different things that, I mean, it's just the nature of, like, society and humans in general. Like, as perfect as we think we are, there's still so many, like, flaws Mm -hmm. and things to work on. What are those kind of like, um, I guess, issues in the within the system in terms of how people get treated? Like, what is what is that for people that just don't know? Because for most, for the most part, everyone looks at it from the outside and probably just wonders, yeah, like, oh, yeah. if you go to yeah. get help, like you're probably going to get yeah. it for sure and end up in a, in a better place. But you don't realize how many different like changes or variations in, in treatment that there are in the system. So, like, yeah, what are those issues that you can speak to at least? Yeah. Um. I think there's still a lot of stigma around certain mental health Mm. diagnoses, um, you know, complete misconceptions and misunderstandings Mm. of the people who say have X as a diagnosis, um, what their symptoms are and what they're experiencing and how they're feeling, um, where in reality what they're experiencing is actually different to what is perceived by professionals. Mm. Mm. Um, And as much as it absolutely sickens me um, to say this, yeah, it 
a lot of people within the system, whether it comes from different um, cultural backgrounds, whether it comes from, um, say, gender identity or mm. sexual orientation and stuff like that, there's still a lot of... Um, well, yeah, let's just say it's not as always progressive as we think mm. it is. Um, I think people within working within the system should always be learning and open to learning. Um, there's actually one doctor that said to me, I've read all the textbooks you can for psychiatry, but the greatest gift I've ever received is learning from my patients. Mm. And I think wow. it's um, that type of attitude that should be had if you're working in that type of field. Mm. When it comes to the mental health side of things, because obviously... Yeah. I think I would say the majority of people are willing to accept that now it is a health issue. Mm. It's not like as much as, um, you know, a p like a p physical pain in the chest is a, f a health issue. Same thing with your mental health. Yeah. I guess is the feeling when you do go in to get um, treated from doctors generally, is it like, do you get that feeling? Like they're, like, of course, they yeah. value and all that, but, yeah. or is there still a little bit of feeling within the system itself of, like, we're confused as to what we're dealing with when, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing? I think it definitely is a thing. I can only speak from mm. personal. <laughs> yeah, of course. I shouldn't be laughing at this. Some personal experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, one doctor said I had this diagnosis. Mm. Another doctor reckoned I had this diagnosis. Right. And then another doctor reckoned I had this diagnosis. So I wasn't actually getting treated for the correct thing. The correct mm. thing. Mm. Um, because they were all arguing with each other about, no, I reckon she has this. And she was like this when I saw her say so she has this diagnosis. Mm. And a lot of the time, like, it's nothing to do with, like, a person's mental health. If somebody's frustrated and if somebody snaps at you, it can often be because of how someone's talking to you mm. or how you're being, how that person's being treated. It doesn't always have to do. Uh, it's not the mental health mm. issue triggering. It's not that. the it's mental just health. The general yeah. human. Yeah. It's just a general human yeah. interaction. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes, if interesting. It's known that you have a mental health issue and you're just frustrated mm. and you're like, I've had enough. I'm not dealing with this yeah. anymore. They're like, no, nah, it's this diagnosis. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that wow. can be really mm. like counterproductive. And <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say, I found that so interesting mm. that, you know, different specialists is able to say, no, it's this, no, it's that compared to like a, like a, like some feeling in your body where you yeah. can pinpoint like, oh, mm. my arms mm. hurt. Yeah. yeah. Where was this one is a little bit, it's a little bit hard to kind of yeah. pinpoint that. Yeah. From yeah, your own yeah. experience, were you able to pinpoint exactly the Ooh, feeling true. that you're coming, like the feeling that you're having? Were you able to pinpoint mm. exactly why you're having that feeling? Um, mental health is something that runs in my family. Right. Or mental illness is something mm. that runs in my family. So it's kind of like a bit of a, for me, um, a genetic predisposition. So that mm. basically means passed on. Um, but I think what, triggered it was trauma um along with high school bullying and then so it was just a combination of everything yeah. and it kind of yeah Com stemmed mm. from there yeah. mm. you say it's sorry you, no, you, go. No. you said um like obviously like it 
runs in the family, like with previous generations in your family, were they, I'm guessing like obviously everyone's aware that it exists, but it's like, were they open about dealing with it or talking about it for their cases? So my grandmother, um, my dad's mom had mm-hmm. bipolar for over 70 years. Over 70 years? Yep. Wow. Um, so she passed away in 2019 mm-hmm. and so she basically had it in a time where yeah. it was, well, it's stigmatised now. Yeah, but. But it was like, you don't talk about that. Yeah. So wow. she was always like a woman that was way ahead of her time mm-hmm. kind of thing. Wow. Um, she would speak about it. She was open about it. Her friends knew about it. Her mm. family knew about it. She mm. received treatment for it. Wow. Took medication for it. Um, no shame. That's no shame in it. Yeah, that's and she always said to me that you shouldn't be ashamed. Mm. She goes, if you had a stomach ache, yeah. you wouldn't be ashamed to have a yeah. stomach mm. ache. You can't help it. I can't help it. Why should we have to apologise for this? True. That. Yeah, that. absolutely. And that was coming from, at the time, a 91-year-old yeah, woman. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. I've always said that, like, um, anthropologists are, so, like, people, like, studying how humans, like, interact and human behaviours. Yeah. Like, the past 20 years is going to be... It's going to be the most... To- like, they're going to have so much to, like, look at and understand and study, mm-hmm. like, 15 years from now or something. Because... The, the wiring of, just, of society. Yeah, the, so the way society's changed, the way behaviours, mentalities, mm. you know, thinkings, um, you know, like, what, 15 years ago from now, it wasn't as widely accepted that mental, like, illness is a health issue. It's just mm. like, okay, it's looked at or dealt with in a certain kind of way. And we're still a long way to go, like you said, now as well. But it's definitely so, so, so different from, like, 15 years ago. But, like, all those changes... People who are studying human behaviors, like right now, this period of time is going to be crazy for them. Yeah. The yeah. amount of like PhDs that have yeah. come out 15 years from now, just based on what we're like living in, topic, yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually so, so crazy yeah. to just yeah. like observe and like, and like see. I guess even in line with that, like um, who in terms of like external figures do you see kind of like pioneering or paving ways in, in this type of like space or like conversation and, and things like that? Or are there anyone, uh, are there even people in existence mm. like that? I think, although there, uh, there's always going to be a need for mental health professionals mm-hmm. like psychologists, psychiatrists, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. I'm of course. not denying that, but I think um, it's slowly becoming more appreciated now is kind of real life experiences mm. and people yeah. speaking up about their stories. Um you know, like even four or five years ago, not many people really did this kind of stuff. Mm, and yeah, I think there's something to be said from someone sharing their story and someone kind of um, putting in like their point of view mm. to other people mm. and stuff like that. Because I think it's one thing to read a textbook. It's another thing to kind of hear someone's experience and really kind of take into consideration what they have to mm. say mm. because, yeah, a textbook is like not I- – well, it can be a case study, but it's not like a real-life case mm. study. Yeah. And I think it's just – I think it's just so important to do this kind of stuff and I think um, this is starting to kind of pave the way a little bit. Yeah, mm. for sure. 
Um, yeah, I, th- I think like just hearing someone tell their story is also very like like you can't rip apart the emotion from it. Like we just words on a page, it's like mm. it's just words on a page, you know. But it's really hard to take away the emotion and the reality of the experience. I guess, like, and then you can stop me if yeah, no, I, yeah, if whatever the line of question isn't comfortable. But like, I guess you're mentioning like it was like you did attempt to suicide and all that. Like, what was I guess the like like the leading up to point, right? Um, not necessarily what triggered that but just like i guess what would have been going through your mind at that point if you're comfortable talking on that and then also after the fact what was going through your mind then so leading up to that night specifically um i had a diagnosis of or at the time of borderline personality disorder um that's a diagnosis that is um, extremely misunderstood mm-hmm. and stigmatised. So pretty much um, within well, the months coming up to that, I became s- extremely unwell with depression again. Mm-hmm. Um, just ca- became a lot worse a lot more suicidal, couldn't get out of bed. Right. I was just, it's it's kind of like a really hard thing to explain, mm. but I felt nothing, but I felt like I had billions and billions and billions mm. of weights mm. on top of my shoulders, suppressing down on every mm. single bit of my organs. Mm. Mm. So it was like a feeling that, was just so mentally and physically painful um that wasn't my first attempt i had attempts in my teenage years too but at that time i wasn't being treated for the depression because with borderline personality disorder they think therapy Mm. is the main treatment for it and that therapy would have helped me therapy Mm. wasn't helping me (laughs) 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 i needed to be back on antidepressants i needed treatment um, didn't get that. Actually saw the psychiatrist treating me at the time, the morning of this happening, yeah. um, and I collapsed on the floor and I was shaking and vomiting and I said, you need to do something like, mm-hmm. seriously, I'm about I'm about to do something like, something seriously wrong, you need to do something like right now. And she just <coughs> looked at me and she's like, you have borderline personality disorder, you're not suicidal. This is just a threat. So I was already planning on doing that. Mm. Um, But it was that. That was like, okay, well, not even Mm. my psychiatrist Mm. can care about me. What's the point? And then um, that night, I, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's pretty Um, great. Yeah, that like juxtaposition that you put of like, feeling nothing but then feeling the weight of everything at the same time like it sounds like that doesn't make sense but it makes like all the sense when you're like really really properly yeah like in a very very weird way it makes all the sense when you deep it like almost like a not not speaking to your experience obviously i don't want to speak for you but like just in my understanding of that it's almost like 
feeling like there's so much going on or around you or happening to you, but then also a feeling of like, and then what at the same time? Like, mm. not not like a, I deserve to have this happen yeah. towards me, but just like a what can you do about it sometimes yeah. as well. And it's just, there's a very tight space to like be in or very like very um, like constricting or confining environment. So living within your mind as well rather, because it's not necessarily something happening physically to you, but it's like yeah. that cage feeling happening yeah. mentally. And that's, yeah. that, yeah. that is very, very like wild to like, think that someone has to wake up to and live with throughout their day yeah. and put on a smile in certain social settings when that's what you're feeling like inside yeah. of your mind or anything yeah. like that. So it is pretty crazy. Uh, I was just going to ask, after 9th of May, um, how was people's reaction around you? Example, yeah, again, I'll just start off with that one. How was other people's reaction, like your family and then again going to the mental health specialist, a psychiatrist? Um. So I was actually completely oblivious to this at the time. Mm. Um, I left my phone at home, mm. but my mum followed me down to the tracks. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, she um, she saw me get hit by the train. Mm. And I remember she was just screaming. Like, uh, it will stay with me forever. Mm. Like, she was just screaming, like, um. And then my dad was, my dad's a police officer. Um, He was at work. Mm. He came racing to the scene of the accident. And my family is, like, extremely close. Like, we Mm. always have been. But uh, it will stay with me until the day I die. My dad was on my chest, hysterically screaming mm. and sobbing, like, mm. you need to hold on for me. Like, you need to hold on. I need mm. you here and stuff like that. And um, it really, it didn't only affect me and my family. Mm. It affected everyone. Like, mm. um people I hadn't seen from school in years would send me flowers and message mm-hmm. me. Mm. My best friends wouldn't leave my side. Mm. Um, teachers from school came in to visit me. Yeah. Um, mm. <laughs> even the high school nun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you visit. would hope the high school nun would, would come as well. Though, sure. yeah. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, I... I'm here to tell my story yeah. and I know, um, unfortunately, there are many people that aren't. Mm. But I think surviving something like that and living through it um, and seeing people's reactions, I think it really goes to show how something like this truly affects other people. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you think people don't give a shit about you. Yeah. Um, when you're in that headspace, trust yeah. me, like you're like everyone will be better off without me. And even after that, I was it was really conflicting because I was living in a mind that wanted me dead, twenty four seven, and in a body that had survived being in induced coma, mm. survived over thirty surgeries, um, yeah. a staph infection, so a blood infection, oh, wow. septic mm. shock, my organs shutting down. And my body just refused to give up. And it was really conflicting during that time. It was like, well, why won't it just do it for me kind of thing? Like, I know mm. that sounds stupid, but um, now I have, like, this great love 
and deep appreciation for my body. Mm. But at the time, it was just, it was a really kind of torturous yep. place to be. Yep. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because people never actually think about like someone's mental state afterwards as well. Because it's like, yes, I'm here, but I still remember what, you know, just occurred. And like you were saying, you're in your mind, you're trapped in there where it's like, I literally try to end all of this, you know, not long ago. I'm still here. It's like, do I keep fighting or do I not? So how, like, how was that? How was that whole journey, even just being in hospital for the months that you were? Um, it was... How do I word it? I'm a very stubborn person. Mm. Mm. And I, I wanted to give up mm. more than anything. Mm. But at the same time, People kept telling me, like, you'll never walk again. Mm. You won't be doing this. You're this. You're that. And I heard it so many times that it made me kind of um, frustrated and so mm. angry that I wanted to prove them wrong, wrong in yeah, the end. Yeah. Yeah. And that, in a strange way, that gave me, like, the determination mm. to do things. So whether it was, like, um, you know, Neil for example, mm. on the stumps for the first time mm. or mm. try a prosthetic leg on or get mm. a prosthetic leg made mm. for the first time. Like, I, ne- I didn't want to do any of that. Mm. But I also was, in a strange way, really eager mm. to, do um, mm. to do that and to see how all of that would be like. Mm. Incredible. Incredible. On a practical sense, I guess, since then, so, like... How how has been adjusting to the physical side of life after that? It's like, um, what is one thing that you have done that you're like, oh, I really didn't think I was going to be able to do this either again or at all, to be honest. Like, mm. is there anything that you're like, wow, I really thought this wasn't going to happen and it has or? I think walking in general. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I remember the first like five, six, seven, seven months, everyone was like, no, you're not going to walk again. Um, And it was just surgery after surgery, skin graft after skin graft. And because of the damage I'd done, um, I guess when people say you can't do stuff and you hear it so often, it starts to become your reality and Mm. you start to believe that. Um, So I, I... At the start, like, I I genuinely never thought that would happen again. Mm. Um, But then one day, (laughs) I remember when I, about a year on, when I got my first pair of prosthetic legs, Mm. I stood up in between two rails and my physio and my prosthetics team was like, hang on, just give us a second. (laughs) Um, Just, you know, just stand there. We just got to double check something. Mm. They turned their backs and I was like, you know what? Mama my language, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> and I just started walking up and down, up wow. and down, up and down. And they're like, you can't be doing that. And <laughs> I'm like, like, clearly yeah, I am doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And another one, another example was I used to be, do a lot of swimming when I was younger. Mm. And my physio was like, you can't swim. And I'm like, yes, I can. i got a pool at home. I swim all the time. She mm. goes, well, no, you can't. You have to show me, blah, blah, blah. So I... Um, went to hydrotherapy with mm-hmm. her mm. just to, you know, at the time, shut her up. Yeah, <laughs> <pizza>. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And she gave me these bloody, bloody floaties and a paddleboard. Mm. I'm thinking. Disgusting. I used to do screen squat <laughs> yeah. three times a week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. The disrespect. Yeah. So she's like, okay, try. And I'm like, I was being stupid. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, Helen, watch this. And I just did 50 metres, like, within less than a minute with two missing legs. She's like, okay. No, you don't need swimming. I told you so. So it really does pay to be stubborn in those instances. Yeah, you have to. In a practical sense, we're swimming there. Like, excuse my ignorance. So it's like, do you, like, so is it no legs, no prosthetic legs at all in the pool? Mm. And so then you're kicking with just what's remaining. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Some arm strength. I was gonna there. say. Yeah. So it's all arm, arm strength. Be, yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Well, swimming is swim, actually bro. all arm strength. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Because oh, I've done I mean, those. Yeah. I've done those drills where it's like, oh, you don't use your legs keep. at all, and yeah. you have to just literally yeah. like do first. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How, how far you go? Oh, you keep going, man. Nah, I'm talking about you. Yeah, no, you, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't keep going. I'm not talking about her. She did 50 minutes. 25. 25. So I'm just gonna ask. Also, we gonna ask. Now I was just gonna ask, like the shift in mentality um, yeah. that you had, you know, from mm. five years ago up until today. So, what kind of shift mentality did you have to have to keep going every day? Um, so trust me, like some days and some months. This is probably a couple of years ago. I spent like six months in bed, mm-hmm. wow. in the dark, mm. every day, mm. not eating, not drinking. Um, barely able to shower myself, anything like that. Mm. Um, and in those really, really dark times, um, I'm going to refer back to my grandmother again. She said to me one day, whenever I had a really, really bad depressive episode, mm. I used to think of this. I used to think of the time the sun rose and I loved that experience. I used to think of the time I laughed with my kids and that made me extremely happy. I used to think of the times where I ate my favourite food mm-hmm. and I loved it. It was like, oh, I used to think of like family Christmases and how much it excited me and made me like full of joy seeing everyone's faces and stuff like that. And she said, and I remember all the times I wanted to give up, I used to think of those experiences and I used to ask myself, what if? And she said... I used to think, okay, today's a shit day, but what if tomorrow is better? What if, um, you know, I'm able to get up tomorrow and I might still feel bad, but I'm able to sit on the chair and I'm able to eat food and, you know, enjoy the sunlight and stuff. She goes, if you have that what if in your mind and you try and think of things that you want to do or that you've wanted to do, it kind of gives you that spark and that hope to kind of, imagine um that maybe tomorrow might be a better day and that's what kept me going like during those times it kind of really gave me the um hope that you know things might be really bloody shit now but um you know like what if things get better yeah and now today what things do you do on a daily basis that has positive contributions to your mental health um, my my dogs are always really positive. What are their names? For my mental health. Indian Zara. Shout out Indian Zara. 
Yeah. Um, so taking the walk, the, the dog. Oh, I can't walk, walk them. I can't walk them. No, I yeah. collapse into the yeah. ground. They pull me. They pull you? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> too, Getting too way too excited and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, stop that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, isn't that just amazing about dogs? Like, they don't know. Yeah. Like they wouldn't be able, like <laughs> to them they're just like but oh they it's do mom know. and like they do know oh yeah my oldest one Indy um so they're two long haired German shepherds mm, okay so oh, big, big dogs, dogs. Yeah. yeah um Indy was only a puppy when my accident happened mm. and mm. mum and dad bought her in to see me in hospital because I wouldn't shut up about it um. So she came in and the first time she saw me without legs, she actually jumped into my arms and started howling. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. And ever since that day, she has been by my side, mm. like, if, like, next to me in bed or if I'm on the toilet, she's right there. She's <laughs> like, hey, yo. <laughs> if I'm in the shower, yeah. hi. Yeah. <laughs> here right. I am. So what are you so doing there? Get me, let me get involved. <laughs> yeah, what's <laughs> happening? Much. Yeah, yeah. space for two. <laughs> <laughs> but she knows, like... She jumps on everyone else to say hello. She knows not to jump on me. Like yeah. they, she's yeah, wow. just really adapted and picked up on yeah. things. But Sarah, she's only like six months old, so <laughs> still fresh. <laughs> so, so what feeling do you get when you're just laying there in bed in the dark, and then you, the dog comes in to lay next to you? Does it change anything when you're laying there? Mm. Makes me feel not alone. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, in a strange way, like I know it's a dog, but. Like, she's saved my life. She's just given me this genuine love mm. and understanding, wow. like, in my darkest, darkest moments that, mm. um, yeah. Mm. I mean, they do say dogs are, like, a man or woman or, you know, people's yeah. best friend type yeah. of thing. Um, I was going to say, what about, like, in terms of your family? Because you did mention before that you guys have always been close. Yeah. Um, did this, like, whole experience change Anything? Did you guys like become closer, or what was that like for you guys? Or even the rifts that it probably also I potentially was say, might did have created. Anyone, not blame anyone else, but was anyone kind of like, why didn't you do something? Why didn't Take you take the blame yeah. on themselves? Maybe. Okay, that's beautiful. No. Yeah. I think emotionally it affected us all very um, differently at mm. different stages. Yeah. Like it's been, it hasn't been like a like level yeah. headed. Yeah. Not level-headed, that's not the right word. But like... Just like a constant. Yeah, right? constant, yeah. you know, constant straight. It's been like up, down, yeah. Yeah. Up, straight, down. It's yeah. It, yeah. It's a journey. It's yeah. a journey. Yeah. It's been a journey. Um, and to be honest, it's still going to be a journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's made us a lot closer. I think it's made us appreciate each other a lot more. And it's just um, kind of given us... Um, well, a deeper appreciation mm. of the things like laughter with each other and, you know, even just morning coffees with each other and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. I yeah. think yeah. it's just the small things that yeah. we've really tried to embrace since then and not take it for granted. Mm. Yeah. That's what I find craziest about life as well, right? Like you hear it time and time again, but it still never like solidifies yeah. in your mind of like, it's the small things that matter. It's the little moments, the little relationships, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? Because... You know, like what your grandmother said is like so powerful and beautiful to hear ultimately as well. Where it's like remembering things like favorite food, remembering things like sunsets and like mm. family time, mm. all that kind of stuff there. Like it's pretty wild that like even in line with this whole hope thing that that is so powerful enough to like actually mm. 
pull someone out of a potential state of just like you know nothing matters at all yeah. like mm. nothing else is still important mm. enough mm. like it's crazy how these little things are the ones that are like yeah that's the strength that's the hope that's the force that like yeah. pulls us yeah. into more like no you know this is worth sometimes keep the going. biggest the smallest things can become the biggest things yeah. and i feel like it's most times that it really is just the yeah. reality of it because yeah i was listening to a, um um a podcast and like there was a comedian on there and he was talking about how like um you know he's ma- he's getting success he's making making it in life all this kind of stuff like yeah. things are going well for him right and he's like he went on a holiday with his wife and it was something as simple as watching the sunset um on a hill mm. was just the most powerful moment and he's just like yo i've i've done all of this but i couldn't even have created like this i could yeah. like mm. as much as i've experienced all this crazy stuff i'm still so tiny in this this whole grand scheme yeah. of life like look yeah. how beautiful a sunset is and it's like that was such a humbling moment mm. But it's still such a like driving force at the same time of like, yo, life is beautiful. Like there are yeah. these things yeah. in life that like we can't take it for granted, like you mentioned before. It's like, yeah, it's 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 just crazy. Like it's these little things that are re- it sounds so cliche and corny, like I said, because we hear it so many times. But it's like, really the stuff that makes life have its value. It's wild. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Even um, I think we were talk- we saw something recently about how like there's just a lot of like violent acts in some certain like cities and like we've seen so many people like lose their life to like such um senseless like crimes. senseless crimes and things like that and it just becomes so like um what's the word I can it's use not that. normal it's just it's th- like it's just happening like just desensitized yeah like almost us forgetting yeah. how beautiful like this thing is and like the fact that like other people are also like allowed to experience a beautiful life too like seeing all of what's happening in the world at the moment like of course it hurts and of mm. course you know you're hurting for those people and you wouldn't mm. wish it upon anyone yeah. but i think it's also important for say us here for example mm. to really appreciate what we do have mm. and what we um yeah and yeah yeah I mean, it's it's very true that we do have to appreciate it because if if we're saying like we, you know we we don't wish that on anyone like the things that we're seeing happening, we're also kind of the people that are in position to be able to help other people like that. So it's like if we're not able to firstly come from appreciating like what we have, like yeah. it's we don't have the power to be able to now help other people as well because right. being able to appreciate and having that gratitude is what actually helps us to now like elevate or get to a position where we're like, I bet this is what we have. Okay, this is how we can help other people or or bring them to the same kind of leveling and things like that. Are we living in times though that makes it hard to appreciate that stuff? Because like for a lot of us, it's like wake up, you know, you're going to work, you're going to school, you're doing whatever. And it's like, we actually don't have moments in the day where we actually can sit down and enjoy the sunset type of thing. So it's like, how do you now, because a lot of people also like they'll wait for like something to, you know, go bad and then all of a sudden like we'll be like, okay, we appreciate, you know, our loved ones, we appreciate, you know, the little things in life. But it's like, how do you do that now? Even just like currently. Yeah. Cause I've I've said this before, I'm not a person that's good at that. Mm-hmm. Like just taking the breaks and all yeah. that. But when you really think about it, it's like what's actually stopping you from like sure life mm-hmm. is fast paced, life is all mm-hmm. that, but it's like let's say let's say I love the sunset, right? Mm-hmm. I can check every day what time the sunset's going to yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. <And> and <laughs> but you're not going to wa- want to wake up every you know, Before every sunrise or... Yeah. Sunrise yeah. every morning, you know? Yeah, but like, as in you <laughs> can There's actually nothing stopping you from... Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> it's it's a decision as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Or it's like, I yeah. think I've said this a bunch of times. Like, for me, it's like one of the things that just... It's the only thing that makes me not think about anything else is to play soccer, right? Mm. Mm. It's like, it, like, that's it, right? So I'm like, now, I'm like, yeah, I actually do want a, every week at least one time set aside some time for that and yeah. enjoy yeah. that, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
least like, you got a highlight day for, for the week. Yeah, like nothing's Makes stopping you, you from mm. doing that. I did want to ask, like, okay, so you're you're in hospital, all that. Once, I, I don't know if instantly you were like, mm, I feel like good food or something, but <laughs> when you did start feeling like food, what was the first thing that you were like, hey, I really want this, right? Like, I'm craving this. <laughs> Big, fat, juicy burger. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> let's go. I feel like that right now. I think I spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars yeah, over wow. the, like, say, so I think, yeah, four or five months I was in hospital yeah. for. Nibirids because the food's so yeah. rubbish. <laughs> yeah, hospital food. And, oh, yeah. yeah. and I was it's sick of the little, like, the the little nutrient drinks and stuff that they gave Electrolytes. me. The jelly and the ice nice cream, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> 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 nah, you've... Get over it. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're silly. You're going to eat that for that. Uh, this is how I know I'm a fat I know I should be grateful. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, no, no, I'm fair. But this is how I know I'm a fat. I'm like, yo, salt and pepper will change any meal. Like airplane food, I love it. Hospital food, like I'm like, let me just slap some salt and pepper. Like, airplane food has been like, it's been a lie that it's not good. It's good, yeah. <laughs> every time I've flown recently, I'm like, bro, if you don't want that, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I've no, never right. had only one portion when it comes to airplane <laughs> food. I'm taking my sisters. As well. My mom does flown in like seven years. So I'm yeah, wow, well, yeah. Is, is that because it's hard to, or just like there's been no reason to? Obviously, COVID, everything. Like, I just haven't thought about it. Um, so I lost my like five years ago, so mm. I wouldn't know, yeah. but just haven't had the chance to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have, but not really, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, two out of those five years literally mm. was just none of us yeah. going anywhere, yeah. so like there's that. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, two out of the last five years has been under like lockdowns and all that. Like, yeah. obviously we all went through lockdown and experienced it had our highs, had our lows, had whatnot. But obviously you're going through the recovery of this whole thing. Mm. I mean, at that point, I assume life had returned to some sort of normalcy. But I guess, is it was it even harder, you think, going through lockdown? Or do you think you experienced it just like everyone else? Bit of both. Mm. As much as I love my family, to yeah. me, <laughs> it was really hard having all of everyone home yeah. for a lot of it. Yeah. Far out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you experienced it just like everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> like, yeah. Did you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a younger sister. Uh-huh. Oh, right. fun. Younger siblings. <laughs> They're <Everyone> always <laughs> fun. <laughs> oh, man, long time. Do you have siblings? I do. What do I forgot for a second. I have two younger brothers, older sister and an older brother. But fact. only wi- I'm only with the two younger boys. And it's like during lockdown, everyone was just in their own rooms. Doors were shut. <laughs> like, don't bother me. I'll see you in the kitchen. If we're uh, like, I you know. I think they had COVID. I don't know. Kind of in line. Oh, you, you got something? Yeah, I just got to There you go. I was going to say, in line with kind of like what Noor mentioned, it's a very interesting question of like, you know, when did you first start like, okay, like, yeah. Craving want, life yeah, again. Almost. Yeah. I was going to say like how um, – like, how did you feel when it came down to, like, yeah, starting to, like, I deserve to enjoy life again, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is there any sometimes, like, thoughts of, like, guilt or um, feelings of, like, undeserved undeservingness when it comes to, like, mm-hmm. you know, you've come from a point of, like, a point in time or, like, where you were mentally, gone through the trough of it. Don't want to be alive. Don't Yeah, pretty much coming from, like, not wanting to be alive, right, to going 
and thinking that no one cares about you now you're realizing you like I actually do have like an importance in everyone's life right or the people around you and then coming through that and then going okay I deserve to actually enjoy life again what does that like look like and how do you even yeah what are the feelings when you start to you know what I mean like that mental yeah, battle yeah. like from where you were now feeling like no I actually deserve to enjoy this again like what does that feel like mentally so every single day hmm. this probably sounds how do I word it um there's this little voice in the back of my head that says you're not deserving hmm. you're not worth it you're blo-. it's like the background noise of the depression it's constantly there so yeah. every single day I feel like um, I'm not worthy because of the depression hmm. but there came a light there came a time in my life where I got so sick and tired of my own mm. BS mm. and the way I was feeling and the way my life was that it made me want to change. Mm. And that's kind of where I am today. Well, I'm always feeling like unworthy because of the depression. Mm. Um, I also want to create change for others. And it gives me the drive, the determination to keep going. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I just going to say, like, <coughs> as a parent, no matter like what the situation is, we also want that reassurance, mm. right? So, I- in your case, five years later, do you feel like not just your parents, but the people around you, mm-hmm. are they still looking for that reassurance, or is it more of like this? What happened? Now we're here to support you, or is it more of like I just want to make sure that's never gonna happen again? Mm. Are they always looking for that reassurance or is that more of we've accepted what has happened? Probably a bit of both, actually. Um, I've got an incredible group of friends. Been friends for over 10 years. Like, They're the type of friends that if I don't answer their text messages, they'll turn up at my (laughs) house. I love you. You guys aren't like that with me, man. (laughs) (laughs) You don't answer our text messages at all. Two of my best friends, Holly and Caitlin, Shout I out. had no idea. Um, they were over. Mm-hmm. I was in the shower. I opened my <laughs> ensuite door, come out, and they're sitting in my bed. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, where's the privacy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we think you should wear this and this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're the type of friends that you can see each other 24 7 yeah. or you can go months without seeing each other yeah. you can always pick up where yeah. you left off That's great. you yeah. support one another no matter what yeah. and i think holly caitlin and i have been best friends since the start of year seven mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. far out i'm 24 now um i'm trying to f- do the math that's six four seven but you know you can't do math did you graduate 2015 yeah yeah same as us so how long have we been friends dog what 10 years yeah i think it's 10 years Yeah, 10 years Right? 11 years now, right? Yo, oh, the maths is hard. Like <laughs> I think it's 11 years. We'll go with 11. <laughs> because, you know, it's something like that. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but as a whole group, we've yeah. been through, yeah, a lot. We're like the, I say like the um, real life version of the friends, like <laughs> our group, because it's the three girls yeah. and the three boys. Yeah. 
love that. So when we asked you before, do you like yeah, friends? And you were like, <laughs> um, <laughs> the answer was yes. <laughs> so, so your answer is combination of both. So obviously wanting that reassurance and also accepting what has happened. Yeah, accepting what has happened, loving me for, well, yeah, yeah loving me for who I am. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And always being there, yeah. you know, the highs and the lows. Yeah. But I think they also want to be there because they want to support me and mm. they also don't mm. want what happened happening mm. again. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that part of reassurance is going to be removed? So then now, moving forward, it's like, I'm not here because reassurance. I'm here because I want to support you. Do you think it will get to that point? Or, like, does it even have to? Or does, yeah, does well. it have to go? Does it I have think to? it's yeah. for all of us. Mm. It's um, wanting to support each other, like, no matter what. Mm. But I think... Um, with everyone, it's kind of like a kind of reassurance thing that we also want to check up on each other yeah. and make sure everyone's okay. Yeah, mm. of course. If that makes any yeah. sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Because even just in general, it's like if I'm asking my friend, like, how are you? You know, I actually care, you yeah. know, that mm. you're doing okay, whether, you know, I know that you've been going through something or not, but it's mm. just like that genuine friendship where it's like, I want to make sure you're okay, you're going to make sure I'm okay. And that's like an everyday type of thing, not like a, you know, I'm only asking to make sure that you know, like, you're all good. Like, you, do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, more yeah. of like a, I care for you, you care for me type of thing, not like a transactional or anything like mm. that. But, mm. yeah, I think that is a beautiful thing for sure. Mm. I'd say that's where, like, life is meant to, like, transform into as well, though, because mm. it's pretty crazy that it takes sometimes, like, very drastic Trust. situations or, like, very, like, alarming situations in order for us to get to a point where we're like, okay, I actually care for you because of who you are and who you like and what you mean to me mm. compared to caring for someone only when things are a bit like yeah. dark sometimes like it'll be like that positioning where like your family is at now or like the people around you where it's like they just care for you because they just care yeah. for you and you're important to them mm. that's ultimately where we're meant to be exactly. in like communities and societies yeah. but it's just not the reality. But it's just you know what I mean? Human beings, where it's like the moment I know you're going through something. That's when it's like I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. And now Turn I know you're off, good. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, All right. yeah. It, it's sure. difficult to develop that kind of a system or society where that is just the case because it's like it takes you being able to not necessarily pause your life, but stop caring. I don't want to say stop caring about, it, but like forget about your life for two seconds and like actually care and worry about someone else's even if nothing's happening just yet mm. like just for the exactly sake right. of it yeah. and it's like that takes effort that takes time and it's actually like um emotionally um it takes effort as well yeah. and i think that's probably just why it's just not the norm you know in, in in society and sometimes it's like for most people it just doesn't look as important to how their life progresses because yeah. it's like if i don't just if i don't check on you when even when i think everything's all good then fine, right, I'll just keep doing my life, you keep doing yours, and we should be able to, you know, be successful together. Mm-hmm. But it's like, to be able to have that effort or that care to mm-hmm. think about other people regularly while still doing your life, it actually takes a certain level of like, mm-hmm. obviously emotional intelligence, but effort and time as well, and energy mm-hmm. too, so. But also depends, because some people think, some people don't need to be checked up on. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So Definitely. it's like, nah, man, I do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy. Talking about the space that you're currently in at the moment, right? Because, yeah, again, you're you're doing quite Mm -hmm. a a lot of stuff. How do you still stay true to yourself whilst, you know, being on those platforms? Or even another lead up is like, how do you not feel like you're just like a spokesperson or a, you know what I mean? Like a a plug or an advocate or something. Like, advocacy is cool, but 
Like, get like when people just look at you first, just yeah, as yeah. only that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's important for me to, no matter what I do, stay true to myself and who I am. Mm. So for me, it's kind of sharing my story, but also being a bit like silly and having yeah. a laugh about it yeah. too, because um, I laugh at, like, I shouldn't do this, but... <laughs> Like, I laugh at the situations I'm in most of the time, mm. even if they're really crappy situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't take myself seriously. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, what I've learned through all of this is it's so important not to take absolutely every mm. tiny thing too seriously mm. because if you do, you're just going to be stuffed yeah. mm. um, in the end. Like, it's important to take a step back and be like, well, that happens and... Like, oh, my God, that happened. Mm. But also at the same time, um, you know, have a joke with your friends about it or have a joke with your family about it and have a laugh about it because I think, to me, um, it's kind of really important to implement that while doing um, the type of work I do. Mm. Because other, like, if I'm so serious about it 24-7 and it is a serious topic and it, I'm not, like, trying to deny that mm. but you have to kind of break it up because if you're, sure. you're yeah. serious about yeah. it 24 7 and mm. everything's like ad, like advocacy work advocacy work advocacy work mm. well i love doing it and while it's so important for me i also if i did it 24 7 yeah. every single mm. day um i wouldn't be able to do it anymore yeah Mm. really needs to break it up i think that definitely makes sense because like as much as it is empowering for other people and like um it is just your story to share as well right it does now sometimes also become like that kind of like um almost like trap feeling again because it's like that's just constantly what you're as much as it's good to remind ourselves of things that we go through too yeah um, it is also sometimes good to be present in where my life is at now and where it yeah. can go to as well. And like constantly living in those moments sometimes, as much as it's helpful to like other people and even to ourselves to remind ourselves of it, yeah. it can also be quite <coughs> crippling if we are stuck in just that moment. Life's or moving forward, but yeah. you're still thinking only about or, or like yeah. being put in positions yeah. where you just have to constantly put yourself well, back into yeah. those things. Like I think that's the thing. Like it, It's definitely good to remind ourselves of situations or things we've been through like I said, to empower other people, but mm, also yeah. to show ourselves how far we've come in some things. But if that's just the constant like environment that we're living mentally as well, it really does cripple how we experience mm. the current moment or like, I guess, how we can continue to progress as well. So, yeah. yeah. Last year I did a, for Suicide Awareness Day, mm. um, I think for Channel 7 News. Mm-hmm. And the cameraman that came to film that segment mm. Um, well, believe it or not, was actually there the night of my accident. Wow, yeah. Wow. So, some idiot decided to call the journalists and stuff, say, mm. oh my God, this person. So, of course, they came, mm. started filming it. My dad nearly punched him in the face, to mm. be honest, because they all started lining up, yeah. filming what was happening. Um, not on, but he yeah. was there. He remembered that. And we were laughing about it, like... Mm. It was a serious topic. Mm. It was a serious night. We were laughing about it. We still, you know, have contact mm. with each other. Mm. And I think it's so important to 
well, what happened isn't a joke. Mm. Like, you know, we were laughing that the last time, mm. he, um, you know, he saw me was when my dad was about to lose it mm. because, you know, he shouldn't be filmed. Yeah. But he didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. I think it's just... Um, you kind of have to have a light heart about yeah. those type yeah. of things too. Yeah. Sometimes it's interesting. I have heard the like <coughs> the whole yeah. You got to laugh at that kind of stuff because I've got a coworker whose uh, sister was diagnosed with some sort of cancer a couple of years ago, and it's like he'll joke about it sometimes, and I'm like, oh my god, like that's not <laughs> funny. But he's like, no, it actually helps the whole family cope. Yeah, you know. And I was like, oh, it's quite interesting like, I get it I no get no one's pulling up to the dinner with jokes about <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> they're just like what are you doing only <laughs> weekend I do want to get into your whole modeling thing so you're signed to an agency or yes. with an agency yes All right, so is modeling something that like you've always wanted to do or no. like more recently you're like oh, I want to do this try this new thing or I was in lockdown mm-hmm. and I was on zoom with my friends for mm. having a drinks night and I was like to my best friend, there's this modelling agency now mm. and it's for, um, you know, say people with disabilities or, yeah. you know, it's an inclusive modelling yeah. agency yeah. and it's in Australia now, yeah. it's in the UK, US kind of thing. And um, I'm like, do you dare me to sign up for it? Do you dare me? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Everything goes <laughs> if it's a sip <laughs> night. We're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it. Wow. And I forgot I actually did it. And yeah. I went, uh, about a month and a half later, I got a phone call saying, well, you would like to take you on for the, you know. <laughs> Lovely. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. And then just went from there. Nah, but I really enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. um, awesome. I think it's really empowering and I think mm-hmm. it's good to see people like disabilities and from people from different walks of life mm-hmm. um, modelling, you know, what real body shapes and mm-hmm. real bodies mm-hmm. instead of just know what we've grown up seeing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that's cool that's very cool out of like all these different things that you are like i guess involved in now yeah. um there's two different ways i can go with this what's let me just start with the easy stuff what's like the most enjoyable or uh, like more fulfilling things that you do mm, i think they're all fulfilling mm-hmm. in different ways yeah um Everything I do now is like I love doing it yeah. mm. and I'm passionate about it and I can't really, you know, pinpoint one thing, yeah. um, to be honest, but I think it's, yeah, I think just knowing maybe collectively that I might be making a difference to others, mm. um, that kind Through of. All of it. Yeah, cool. Well, kind of answers the second question because I was going to be like, is there anything that you're involved in it and you see the importance of it, but it also is like a bit tiring or like tedious being involved in it. But you see the importance of it at the same time as well. Probably not then. Sometimes, because I've done a My advocacy work started from social media, to be honest. And I always want to try to help others and I always try my best to do so. But sometimes just social media in general, Mm. I just wish, like, I think it's a great thing when it's used correctly and it's powerful 
and when you use it for a you know great purpose that's fantastic but at the same time when you're on it and you're scrolling and you're scrolling and you're mm. scrolling and you see you know this thing and that thing happening you're just like why does this much. shit even exist yeah. like sometimes just like, who created this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me chat to their manager <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. no but sometimes i I see the power in it and mm. the purpose in the world it has and yeah. I'm grateful for it. But sometimes I also wish I never grew up mm. with it. Mm. I think just as a whole, like imagine your teenage years yeah. without social media and yeah. you didn't have to worry about it yeah. and there was, you know. Yeah. That's the funny thing about house. social media because I feel like that's kind of like almost what pretty much collectively like, not just we here, but we in terms of a generation feel and, and yeah. think we're all like, this is beautiful. This is amazing. Love but far out, man. Yeah. This thing is dragged. Yeah. It's like, you're annoying. I don't like what you're saying. These people are fighting. Now I'm hearing about <laughs> all of this going on here. And it's just like, it's so beautiful. But at the same time, I feel like we all just collectively are like, yo. Yeah. Like if it just didn't exist, it might be all right. Yeah. <laughs> I get scared when I like do advocacy work on social media because mm. I want to help people, of course. Mm. But at the same time, there's always some idiot. In the background, I think um, oh, I've had a few comments lately. One of them was like, um, like play stupid games. What the fuck do you expect? You stupid f and this, wow. yeah, wow. And, and wow. it was like this long paragraph yeah. like that. And I was just like, not what I needed to hear yeah. today. But yeah. you know, thank you. Like, mm. there's people like that. Mm. But then I look back and I think, well, there's also people that could benefit from this yeah. and that's that's what's important yeah, yeah. i was gonna say because i've been following you on social media for a while and like you on our on um off air chat you're talking about how you're pretty open um to like on your page and mm. all of that stuff and recently i was baffled with one of the posts how you were you like chucked up a video and like you had yeah. all those nasty comments just going and i was like people are actually so rude like was that something that you considered before because obviously once the story is out there, mm. um, you don't have control over the type of comments that you're going to get mm. or the type of idiots that do come on there and like say all these nasty things. Was that something that you had to like kind of think about or did you even like think about it at all? Or do you think that people would actually say? Because I was like, why? For me, what, like when I did um, first come across your story um, with Mel, shout out to Mel, um, when she had you on the podcast and I was like, no... I don't know how people, like, where do you get thoughts like that? Or even just, I guess a lot of these accounts are burner accounts where people are, like, making mm. fake accounts and they'll come. But sometimes some people do use their real one. But it's, like, the fact that someone would make such a comment like that and then put it under <laughs> your post yeah. and have the confidence to do it. But I guess, like, yeah, did you ever think about, like, all of that that would come with putting your story out there? Well, I did actually. Mm. I experienced a lot of bullying in high school. Mm. Um, good old Kimi. Oh, uh, yes. yeah. That, oh, that, I was that like, yo, what's Kimi? Yeah. Kimi, anonymous damn. Yeah, bullying at school, everything. Just home, social media, mm. all of that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, mm. I think whatever you do in life, you're always going to get people that aren't going to like it. Mm. But you can't let that worry you. Exactly. Mm. If you enjoy it, if it brings you happiness and mm -hmm. it makes you excited, that's all that matters. Yep. It doesn't need to make sense to anyone else. Yeah, 
I love that. Speaking of Kumi, this is obviously <laughs> more of a side thing right right now. Um, yeah. You guys realize like social media always has this it ask always. me questions yeah, yeah, yeah. once in a while. They have like one recently, like currently. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's not gonna lie or NGO, whatever it is. What's the one now? NGO. Is it not? I'm assuming it's not gonna lie. Yeah, it's not gonna lie. Is it? And then Saraha. Apparently, which meant in Arabic, apparently means to be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. So you have this time. We always have these phases where like. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Bro, I, I <laughs> the last two weeks, I was on Instagram, and I'm like, what's all this question thing happening? Yeah. What is all this? Yeah, yeah. Trying to get used to Bro, it. Bro, I used yeah. Kumi just to see if my crush liked me. <laughs> 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 I swear that's all we all use it for, that kind of stuff there. Like, you ooh, hey, what's your, uh, do, you, do you like anyone at, like, like XYZ High then, School? You know, you like anyone, do you like Daniel? Ew! Do you like anyone in your class? <laughs> Specifically you sitting in the back row. <laughs> <though. laughs> it's okay. We all know that they're bad news, but mm. we tend to it's still want to, yeah, yeah like gravitate. Because we want to know what we don't know, man. <laughs> like, that's like, what we're trying to find out. Yeah. When I was off social media, it was the best time of my life, man. <laughs> when you were off? Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah, remember? This I yeah. was off for ages. Yeah. Man, I was off for a while, man. I remember like... Did you, did you scroll through the apps at all? Or? Yeah. So he used to get his like, hit by going through the, the our podcast, podcast account. account. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he would get his social no, media we hit. Had we had messages. We had messages. Yeah, right? which we were I between the three of us, we could <laughs> handle. No, when I went on, no one was replying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember like I first deleted the. I didn't delete the app actually. I just Signed deactivated. Mm. And then every day I find myself going into the app. And I'm like, oh, I don't have it anymore. Right. What was your reason for deactivating? Um, I don't know. I just I don't like social media. Then, <laughs> like it was so noisy around that time, mm. right? So I'm like, I, d I don't want this. So then I deleted the app, but I still find myself going to exactly where the app was in the phone. Yeah. Mm. And then it took me like two, three months to kind of completely forget mm. I have Instagram. And then now, like when no go on social media, all I go on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I have that. Instagram ha uh, it still it still exists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's then now I have to come back into it. But again, it's all about. Like just filtering your your mm. feed and everything mm. as well, you know. Mm. Like, again, we can only try, you know. But there's always that negativity that always come up there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to ask as well, right? Um, you mentioned that you're currently living with PTSD. Was it? Yeah. Mm. Was that prior to um like five years ago or like from then? Both. Both. Okay. What? Because I've just never been able to actually like speak to anyone like directly as well, or even took the time to probably learn properly like what what is what is that kind of like experience like okay so i'll try it it's probably like a really weak analogy yeah mm -hmm. um so say for example you i don't know got mugged overseas and you know held at knife point or whatever and you experienced post-traumatic stress disorder from that it's kind of like reliving mm. that experience over mm. and over and over and over and over again. Mm. So when you have a flashback, it's basically like you're taken back to that exact moment where the event happened, mm. but it's in real time. Mm -hmm. So that's like, does that make any sense? Does that, yeah. feel, does that feel out of body almost? Yeah. Mm. Okay. So it's like that. But with nightmares, okay. um, you have, yeah, well, for me, the nightmares are being struck by a train and I'll wake up. Mm. Wow. 
and I'll be in sweats and yeah. everything like that because I think that it's happening it's again. Happening. I know yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's oh. just, yeah. yeah. So, mm. yeah. So the PTSD can even, like, seep into, like... Subconscious. Your, yeah, your subconscious or your yeah. unconscious. Or even, like, or even like a certain sound. Or yeah. yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. I remember yeah. being around... Um, we had family that... So I'm from Iraq, and yeah. um, while everything was going down like a couple a decade ago or something, we had family who um, had one, like the father was kidnapped and all this like ransom stuff and all yeah. whatnot, right? And the his wife yeah. was like so traumatized by the sound of any phone call, mm. like any ringtone, because it would just remind her of when she was getting calls mm. for like. Mm yo, we want this much or we're going to send you a finger or this much, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. And, um, like, I I heard about it. Like, like my mum, I was young when we went to see them and my mum warned me, like, you know, like, just by the way, like, the family's been through this, this, this. And um, while we were there, somebody, I think somebody else's phone rang. It wasn't mine. I was, I was too young for a phone. <laughs> but um, someone else's phone rang. And I saw this woman, like, just... Jump out of the yeah, body kind well, of Not, thing. like, but while in her seat, but I could just tell, like... Like, she just couldn't hear anything anymore. Mm. She could. It was like, yeah, it was like, I was like, it was tough to watch yeah. someone go through that. So I'm like, I can't imagine um, what it's like to mm. go through that. I'm fortunate I don't experience it as often as I did. Mm-hmm. So it's very rare compared to what it was. Mm. Um, but I think when you go through something like that, it definitely stays with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess this is the importance of like, um, the whole sharing story thing because someone like that will probably feel like, yeah, I'm actually alone in this experience. And because no one, for the most part, like the people around you mm-hmm. don't necessarily experience the same. Like they don't know no. what that feels like, right? And I think pretty much like no one else in the world will actually ever know what anything feels like for how we experience different yeah. things, which is the craziest part. But a lot of people can get close to understanding at least, right? And that is that whole importance of being able to like have conversations like that or like, allowing ourselves to be open to sharing some of the parts that we feel like the darkest or the hardest to share as well, because like, if not, then we're just stuck in only our experience of it and like stuck in just like our world. And we don't realize how much bigger the world actually is. And I guess the beauty in how someone else has worked through something too, because yeah, we just feel like we're alone or trapped in cage. So it is, I guess, did you have to get like support in terms of other people who like experience PTSD as well to help you like, I guess you're still experiencing it now, but like help you get better as well. Like, did you have to meet these types of people too, or just um, so? How was that treatment? Just kind of like mainly that? therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. different medic. Does that help? Yeah. yeah. Can you be medicated for PTSD? Yeah, or you can. Okay. So much, man. There's so much yeah. to learn and experience. Yeah. So much that I don't know. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, there's so much to yeah. It really just makes you ultimately like grateful for life at the end yeah. of the day too. And like 100%. grateful for other people, grateful 100%. for yourself yeah. too because like there's so many different ways that this thing pans out. Mm. And like that's the chaos and the beauty of it at the same time. But like, yeah, man, it really just I gives that step along, back. Yeah. Along in terms of like, us need to learn a lot of stuff and educating ourselves. Did you feel like you also had to educate yourself in terms of mm. what it is that you're going through? Yes and no. I kind of, so growing up with it and being hospitalised with Mm. it as a teenager, I kind of knew about it. I kind of knew other people experienced it and I kind of learnt, you know, 
I've learned a lot from like my hospitalizations on different mental illnesses and how they affect others. Um, but yeah, I guess I did also have to learn a bit about it because at the start you're like, what the freaking hell is going on with yeah. me kind of thing. And um, it's, yeah, I think the more you read into it, sometimes it can be confusing, but sometimes if you read the correct stuff, um, you can actually sit there and be like, okay, this actually makes sense. Yeah. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing. Mm. And it kind of gives you like a um, sense of consolation, mm. really. I was going to say, that's like the worst part when it comes to a lot of this education in different things because there's so many different experts and then when experts don't agree. Yeah. yeah. Like, how can he, I learn anything? Who told me it was that? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do now? You know what I'm saying? Even the definition of stuff. Yeah. I, man, I don't know how you do it because like, I don't know, I forgot what it is that I was experiencing. It was some type of pain, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm experiencing this, you know, shoulder pain. He just gave me this long ass word and this is what it meant and this is what I was like, bro. <laughs> man, just you put some ice, I'm good. Yeah, it's just all these terminologies that you had to yeah. also learn and, and try to understand what it is that you're going through. Wow. And I was just gonna say, so um you mentioned currently you're doing you're going through therapy. Do you do that often or not at all or? Um, I've been doing it for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I s- I'm actually going to start like s- more specialized therapy yeah. um, soon. But I've been doing it with my psychiatrist for mm-hmm. years, and it's just yeah. yeah. I've also mentioned you talk about on one of your um, interviews you did ECT. Yeah. Do you also? Are you do, uh, currently doing that too, or not? Not. I've done it in over a year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did, did that work? Yeah. Uh, what was the ECT? Sorry. Um. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, it's unfortunately known as shock therapy. Mm. Uh, okay. Electroconvulsive um, therapy. Electroconvulsive yeah. therapy. Uh, yeah. um, back in the bad old days of treating mental illnesses. Lobotomies and that. Or whatever, the yeah, like brain. my yeah. grandmother experienced, she had it without anaesthetic, so mm. she was awake Jeez. before it happening. Wow. But these days, it's really safe, yeah. quick, um, and you just go under general mm. anaesthetic for it. Twenty minutes later, you're awake. Wow. Mm. Um, so last resort kind of treatment. So there's you know so many different things mm-hmm. um, that can be done beforehand and. Um, you know, that works for everyone or a lot of people. Mm. Some cases, you know, the scenario I've been in um, that ends up being what X, but yeah, everything works differently mm. for everyone. Mm. You can't, you know, say this treatment's going to work for you because mm. you don't know everyone, so um, it's so individualized. Mm. That's why. What's it called? E- ECT. ECT. Do you still try to remember what it stood for? Let me try. Go for it. Electric. I didn't hear what you said. Close enough. Oh, yeah. He still doesn't know. He still doesn't know. He's still trying to wrap it. I just got to ask you know, obviously, you know, you've been through a lot and now you're doing amazing things. Where does Lauren. See how stuff in five years from today. We're trying to achieve. Mm. Um, 
one can only dream. Mm. But I wish I have my own foundation. Oh, yeah. Sick. And I do things mm. all over the world. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And okay. also maybe like a partner and baby. That's dope. Yeah. Love that. How has <laughs> do you date? Has that been difficult? Easy? So nosy. Fun? No, <laughs> like gosh. Because I, I want to talk about everything. <laughs> He's I like, know. I asked before, and she said <laughs> everything's I did open. Ask before, is anything off? Like, <laughs> 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 She's like, damn, I didn't think of that. <laughs> oh man. Um, I actually had a boyfriend like straight after my accident. Oh yeah. Like, straight yeah. after. Yeah. Um, we broke up like uh, about. A year later, yeah. um, you know, we have absolutely nothing against each other. Yeah. Just we both needed to grow yeah. ourselves, yeah. mental, yeah, yeah, different places mentally. Yeah. Um, been on a few dates since with like guys, but no, no one haven't really. Melbourne ain't cutting it. <laughs> Pick up your slack, oh boys. <laughs> one date I went on, so I met him at a bar. Yeah. With one of my friends, mm-hmm. and he asked me on a date, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll give it a go." Mm-hmm. I went, and he was late. You know, oh. no, no worries about that. Like, he doesn't. You have to help. It's, uh, it's a long. What yeah, lie did he give you? That's the question. He had a good excuse. He had a good excuse. But he started. It was like late at night, and he started taking me up to King Lake National Forest. Oh. Well, yep, oh. no, nope, that's some red okay, flags. Yeah, that, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. that doesn't sound very <laughs> good. <laughs> and he was, I was freaking out. I was like, you know when you're trying to keep it calm as well at the same time? Like, to go flat. Oh, oh no. Nah, nope. If I die tonight, like, <laughs> this is my location. <laughs> <laughs> you know where to find me. Nah, he's a, he was a nice guy, but I was like, oh, that. Yeah. Yo, he needs to rewrite yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, nah. Yo, we need to give him some kind of book. For the first date. <laughs> Are you on dating apps or do you usually just find them like through friends? No, find them? What you say like that? Just find them through. No, no, no. Like <laughs> through a friend. No, like meet people. Year, that's meet another people. word to use. <laughs> well, my friends are taken and all my group is taken and yeah. their group is taken. So, uh, so you got to oh, go outside. Yeah. Outside, yeah. outside. Know, know, maybe he's in Queensland. <laughs> who knows? He's in Queensland. Yeah, man. Melbourne, maybe. maybe. I think Queensland. it's the season for everyone to be in a relationship. See, that's what's happening. This is the season for relationships. <laughs> yeah, it's winter. I, I feel like every during the cold season, no everyone wants, wants to be you know, cuddled up and all that. But during summer, everyone wants to be free. Everyone's like, outside. Leave me alone. All the breakups happening. Everyone's breaking up. Yeah, wow. Oh, oh gosh. In line with the achieving um, question that Carlos asked before, yeah, there's something to everyone as well. Because um, I just thought it randomly during the week. Is there anything that you guys are scared to achieve that it's like? This is a goal, and getting this goal, um, you're just scared of what that might bring, or might do, to or you. what might do to you in terms of how it might change you in any kind what of way. You, what are you trying to achieve, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just, yeah. <laughs> okay, Batman. Wow. <laughs> 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 like ultimately, if you're setting a goal that you want to achieve, like why would there be? Something that you're scared of. No, I, I can see. You know what like, I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not talking about like, like financial success, right? Like, let's say you're like, oh, I want to become multimillionaire, and then you do, and but you're like, you're scared that maybe having money would really change who you are. But oh well, no, give I it to like me. If, yeah, if oh, you, I, do, want, I want that. <laughs> but I feel like if you're money will make me buy the Dior shoes I want. <laughs> exactly. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. It's like would 
if you're secure in who you are already and all that, it's like, mm-hmm. why, why should anything material or even just achievement change you or yeah. how you view other people? I don't know. It may, but I can see it could. Like, it, as well. it may change your. No, no, it will definitely change for yourself depending on what the goal is, right? So, example, if you were to, if you want to live somewhere else besides Melbourne, you know, because that crossed my mind. I'm like, man, like, I think I want to explore and I think I want to live somewhere else, even go back to Africa and, you know, and actually live there for like two years or something like that. But then now to answer your question, it's more of like, okay, so what does that happen? Yeah, like imagine yeah. now you're scared and of the fact that you love it and now you want to stay there and that means you're completely uprooting your whole life. Yeah. Or for example, Carlos like now. sometimes scared of um, like, like <laughs> achieving a certain goal and then now becoming scared of the responsibility that the goal brings. You know what I mean? These kind of real questions like that. Not necessarily of like, okay, get money, now I change. Like it's not anything like that, but just like, just what the goal actually does change sometimes too. Yeah. You guys uh, the goal will definitely change like, like who knows, it might even change my relationship. You know yeah. what I mean? Depending <laughs> if my partner's also. <laughs> I ain't trying <laughs> to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to live in Sudan for two years. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But obviously, you know, my family as well, my friends, again, like podcasts, what are you guys going to do? Huh? <laughs> replace gonna replace you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Get a Carlos that's actually Mexican. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I think it would definitely change. So uh, that might be again. That's not my goal yet, mm. but it's something that I've been thinking about. But if I do achieve that, that's what like I'm kind of afraid of. Where it's like, okay, what happens with you know the relationships that I built over here? You know, I'm missing out on important moments as mm. well. You know, when if my friends have kids, I'm not I'm not in their kids' life like that. You know, mm. I want to be around mm. around like that kind of family, that community vibe. So it is gonna be a little bit more different. So I don't know. So yeah, but I know definitely. I feel hurt some type of way. Mm. Yeah. But I gotta achieve. I like how you're looking at me because I have to give an answer now. <coughs> yeah, what's I, yours? Yeah. Clearly, you haven't thought of anything. Because these guys, what's yours? You said nothing. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, small dreams. Okay. I, <laughs> I, mean, I can see the responsibility <laughs> thing like taking a toll, even if it's just with um, immediate family, where it's like, let's just say the money example. If you do now, you know, you're making good money and. Like the responsibility of now, I have to take care of my family or friends. That can become a burden on you. You're the go-to person. Yeah, and now everyone knows. Like, okay, and it's like it's sometimes people don't even put that pressure on you. You put that pressure on yourself. You know, where it's like now I have the obligation to take care of everyone else because I have the means to. Or even if it's like a place of influence now, where it's like I have all these people under me who are you know looking up to me. I have to present myself in a certain way where it's like okay, maybe I don't want that pressure or maybe I don't. that responsibility of like you know everyone's eyes on me type of thing i've got to be you know whether it's like being an advocate for something or you know being in the creative space like podcasting where it's like this is the first podcast that's happening in melbourne and now everyone's kind of looking to you to make sure i mean it's not but it's like everyone's looking to you to make sure that you know you're taking melbourne you know to greater heights with the podcast or whatever it is type Mm. of thing so i guess yeah i can see the whole responsibility thanks guys wasn't a stupid question i do now that you said i feel that in um, in the sense, <laughs> I feel that in the sense of because I would do want to have my own like business someday, like mm. my own agency. Mm. Um, the idea of I don't know if it would change you, but I think like that pressure from the idea of having to ensure that I'm gonna pay salaries, mm. like that would weigh on me quite yeah. heavily. And like, I don't think it would make me move differently, but like, I'm scared of it changing me to become like very 
conservative with my risks or mm. whatnot just because I'm like, right, like I actually need to feed risk, yeah. these people yeah. as well. Yeah. Noah's yeah. like, sorry, I can't pay this week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Client didn't pay us. So <laughs> 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 but yeah, that, that makes mm. sense. Yeah. Damn, I really thought I'd have something in that space of time, but uh, I haven't. But it's a good question. Let us know in the comments yeah, what, you guys, what you guys think yeah, as well. Before Lauren, Lauren gives yeah. an answer. Do you have any? Anything you're scared to achieve? Um, <laughs> well, I've, like, for the longest time, I've wanted to become a mother. Mm. Mm. And I can't wait, like, yeah. so excited. Mm. Um, but I'm also now <laughs> so scared to achieve it. Mm. Mm. Like, okay, this is more of a joke, but um, on hot days, like, I can't wear prosthetic legs because I'm, like, out here. Right. Like, right. swelling. Oh, yeah. So, right. your swelling, for example, will go down to your feet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine goes there. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just, like, I want mm. kids, but I'm scared for pregnancy because I know that I won't be able to walk mm. and I won't be able to That's run a very around real after answer. kids. Yeah. 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 Like, mm. yeah, I won't be able to... Mm. Chase after them after them, yeah. Well, I guess like what we're hearing from you though is like you're still someone that's stubborn <laughs> at the end of the day too. So it's like it's you'll find gonna, a way. You know, you'll find yeah. a way of like, we'll nah, I'll, I'll make this way. But <laughs> in the wheelchair. Yeah. yeah, no, but no. that's definitely a very beautiful goal it to like is. definitely it achieve. Is. And I don't see why like the fear I think ultimately like why the fear of achieving it should stop us from still mm. wanting to achieve it at mm. the end of the day, whatever the goal might be in whatever regard to. So Nah, you you f- you find your way in the same stubbornness, sir. So. Well, it's it's funny we were talking about kids last night. We're like, we love the idea of it, but also it's really scary the idea of it having is. kids. Like, mm. it's a lot. You actually have to make these people good for society. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like you, you really do have to. Like, it's kind of scary. Are you having a naughty kid, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Mum always says that your kids are going to be like how you were when you were growing up and when you were a teenager. Yeah. And she looks at me now and she goes, "You're." It's <laughs> <laughs> a long day. <laughs> yeah, oh mum's got jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. But, um, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Is there anything that, like, people can tune into that you're up to now or look forward to that you'd be um, yeah, involved in or, or doing um, in the coming however long? Yeah. Um, I'm filming for the House of Wellness TV show on Friday. Yeah. Oh. Um... Is that something coming out soon or it's already out at the moment or the House of Wellness? Sorry, is that, is it? Show, yeah. Oh, I don't even know myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just gigs left, like, right? No, it's on Sunday. Yeah. It's on, it's okay. Sunday. So it's shows on Sundays. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So it's cool. Awesome. Don't, don't yeah. Keep an eye on that for sure. Yeah, just doing lots of different speeches for like Lip Timber at the moment, then mm. um, Chemist Warehouse and L'Oreal and... It's just, uh, yeah, back to back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Says it like it's small name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's a big, big thing. It's a pretty big, big deal. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's impressive. Global and national companies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Wow, that's amazing. And that's the, well, like, honestly, thank you so much for, like, yeah. Thank sharing. You. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Um, and honestly, shout out to you for all that you've been able to achieve and continue to achieve as well. Um, it's thank beautiful. You so much. Yeah, no, it's honestly beautiful to like be able to share that with other people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we hope people listening. Getting us as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 we've learned a lot.
fun too. And with humor at the same time yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we so. hope this was as fun for you as it was for us. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I am never coming back here. Again. Like last you. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I also appreciate you. So yeah. thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. If you were listening, make sure you follow Lauren. It's at Lauren underscore McDonough. Is that right? Yeah. We'll yeah. put it there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, put it, right we'll put it there. Sure. Um, yeah, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share this episode with people as well. And we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Thank you. Ladies. Peace. Thank you. Oh, that was very Thank nice. You. Thank you. How was it? That was fun. Good. Good. Yeah.